Para X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. The Gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Gathering Radio Show here on the Para-X Radio Network. This is Heidi. And this is Stephanie. And this is Kristen. Hi. And this is a... This is a Trick or Treat Tuesday, y'all. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome in. This is going to be fun. So we are here for a Halloween-y kind of thing. And it's our Trick or Treat Tuesday. Um, And so we... How are you girls? I am excellent. Good. How about you, Steph? I'm good. Kristen, how about you? Other than being a little frustrated with my capacity to master technology, I'm doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes we all have those days, so it's all good. It's all good. So um, we are sitting, for those of you out there, we should try to take a screenshot of this. We were going to all be together tonight um and then we decided it just wasn't feasible so we're all in our homes but we are all on skype and and rooms with no light except for candles for our halloween show so it's very fun we'll try to take a screenshot and put it on the um on the chat too because it's fun it's very fun yeah, it's hard. <laughs> I have my candle going and my light from my laptop. So yeah. it's, <laughs> but otherwise it's it cool. Yeah, yeah. It's not as creepy as it could be, but hey, you know, we try. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's just fun. And Halloween is on Sunday. So less than, what is that, like six, five days, six days from now? So this is our Halloween show, everyone. It is. And we've all been so busy lately mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Halloween or haunted activities, I think, pretty much. Yes. I know I have been. Yeah, I know. And me too. And, you know, it's been, it's it's really funny because I, I kind of didn't do paranormal investigating for a while because I was focusing on squatchers. And then the sim crew needed um, to call in some of the alumni, which was Katie and me. And so... 
wow, we've really been doing a lot of investigations. And this last Sunday, we or this last Saturday, excuse me, actually, it was very early Sunday morning. We we investigated Stanley's bar again, which was so fun. It was where it all started for us. So, um, it was a it was a quick. It was a quick investigation because we've been there a lot before. They want to, they want us to do a reveal kind of thing for the Halloween get together on Saturday, so it wasn't a long investigation, and we couldn't start it until two a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that was a little tough oh. for Steffi. It was a little tough for Steffi to stay up that late. Let me tell you. Um, and so we were kind of in and out of there in a couple hours, but how fun we had all kinds of personal experiences and. You know, that building has a lot of history with with Jerry and I, for sure. Jerry worked there for a lot of years, and that's where that's where Sim started. That's where we first started our paranormal careers. So there's a lot of spirits there, um, a lot of craziness going on. So it was fun to get back in there. And Heidi, you and I did a radio show from there um, mm-hmm. a few years back in the upstairs that at that time they called Elle's Place, and it was kind of like a prohibition kind of style thing Mm -hmm. well that's all gone now now it's just like a a gaming bar up there so it transforms every time i go there it's something different (laughs) which is very interesting so maybe that lends to all the crazy energy there i'm not really sure but um fun stuff so and i know you were you had a busy weekend this weekend too I did. We were up at the Palmer House this weekend doing our Halloween event, and it was awesome. It was really fun. We had a great time. Everybody loved it. We didn't have a big group this year because of COVID again, and we were very careful about you know, having people that were vaccinated there and also wearing our masks um, as well. So we were very careful, but man, it was a fun investigation. I mean, everything was really fun, but the investigation was so cool. And it was interesting because before, I mean, we had just gotten there. It was the first day, I think. And uh, Cindy, Tim, and I share a room. And Tim was looking for his his um, toiletry bag, and it was hooked to the outside of his backpack. And it was hooked with one of those metal clip things, carabiners or whatever they're called. Anyway, he, uh, he's like, where's my, where's my toiletry bag? And I said, um, I don't know. I thought it was just hooked to your backpack. And he said, it was, did you move it? I said, well, no, I have my own stuff to manage. I'm not going to mess around your stuff. And we were (laughs) looking for it everywhere. And we found it in a tote bag of mine that was, I have all my classes and events during the weekend separated into individual tote bags. And it was in one of the tote bags for the next day's class. Oh. Which it couldn't be. I mean, none of us would have put it in there, first of all, because we wouldn't have found it, you know, unless we tear everything apart, which is what we had to do because we couldn't find his toiletry bag. It was sitting on the luggage rack attached to his backpack one second and then it was gone. And then we found it in a tote bag that had stuff for the next day. So mm-hmm. there's no way I would have gone into that tote bag because I don't want to misplace anything that I haven't used yet. So. That was pretty cool. That was just the start of our weekend. Um, it was really fun. We had a great um, investigation. It was really active. And mm-hmm. I actually added a bunch of creepy dolls to the basement. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're welcome, Palmer House folks. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I think I brought like 10 dolls over there and hooked them up in the basement. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, it was really fun. We had a good time. Well, and you know, this is the time of year when it all happens, right? And Stanley's was 
you know, like I said, no different, no different. I mean, we were upstairs and doing kind of an EMVP session and the manager of the bar was with us. So it was Jerry and I and um, Kelly and um, Mariah on the sim crew. And all of a sudden, I mean, okay, so nobody had been up there for hours. And all of a sudden it sounded like water got running down the sink behind the bar, like somebody was washing cups or glasses or something. And we're all like, what is going on? And then we heard squeaky shoes. And it was like, I said, are you, are you washing glasses for us? Because this is really cool. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was fun. And it sounds like you had fun. So, yeah, um, we all had it's that time of year, right? It's fun, fun, yeah. fun. Well, and we've investigated at a school as well in St. Louis Park. Mm-hmm. We did that a couple weeks ago. And mm-hmm. that was really fun. It was very that was very interesting too. We're actually going to go back next week and uh, do another investigation there. So yeah, it's a uh, tis the season. It is. It is for sure. Um, so Kristen arranged for us. So what we did, and we started this about a month and a half ago, I think girls, I can't remember, yeah. but, but Kristen, Kristen had this idea that we should, we talked about doing a seance somewhere. Remember for those of us, for those of our listeners who have been listening to us for a long time, know that we've done seances on air, which doesn't really transcend very well to being on air. So it was our idea that we would do a seance somewhere and then kind of just talk about it on the radio. And so Kristen got us into um, this big old historic mansion in Anoka. So Kristen, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because I had never been there before, oddly enough. Yeah, um, it's called the Big White House, and it is a Victorian-era mansion that was owned by a husband and wife doctor team. Uh, It was very unusual then for women to be doctors, and what they did is they had their residence and also their treatment rooms, their businesses were run out of that Big White House. And it is now owned by um, a private owner who... uh, has been in the, um, the antique business for a long time. It's an antique store. It's really a great place. So it's the Big White House in Anoka. It's on 3rd Avenue South. If you haven't gone, you should go. It's wonderful. Um, but so, uh, history, when, when I first moved to Coon Rapids, and my daughter was like 13, she's 27 now, she uh, and I went into the Big White House, and I encountered the spirit of a man and the spirit of a woman. And I went to the lady who was working there. It was a different owner then. And I said, are you aware that you have a female spirit upstairs? And then you have a male spirit over here in this side room. And they said, oh, yeah, that's that's the doctors. Yeah, they, they move stuff around. And we say good morning to them and good night to them. And, and uh, they just kind of are, are overseeing their former home. And they're really sweet. They're mischievous once in a while, you know. Um, and so I have always kind of just loved this store and I go into the store and um, of course being a sensitive I can feel like people spirits who are attached maybe to something that's being um, sold there as well so I enjoy going in there and kind of just seeing what's going on um, so yeah it's uh, it's owned I think the actual real estate is owned by the Anoka uh, Historical Society but it is uh, you know the, the owner of the business uh, has free reign of the the house, and so when I went in, I went in personally, and I, I said to the the owner Deb, I said, hey, 
you know, um, I'm part of the Gathering Radio Show on parax.com, and we would really like to do uh, a seance in, in the house. And she was so kind. And, uh, and so we went and we did this. And what I loved the most, and I'll let you guys talk again, sorry, but what I loved the most. Oh, I love it. Was um, that the three of us have never done any actual like ritual work or, or energy work together before that evening. We're all mm-hmm. experienced practitioners. We all have our own, you know, uh, reason for coming to this work and we're all psychics. And so when we got together and connected and did this seance, I felt like we'd been working together all our lives. So we just clicked right. in. And we had the best time with ex- shared experiences of the same spirits that we were describing. And we were getting lots of touches and lots of, you know, uh, physical sensations. And it was just a lovely time for me. I felt like it was very successful, even though there, there wasn't a lot of electronic uh, yeah. kind of activity going on. Yeah. But that doesn't always happen either. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But I do, I do feel the same, Kristen. I thought we all were on the same page. It was like we'd been doing this together forever, you know, and, you know, we all saw the same things and um, we were buzzy afterwards, you know, for a long time, that crazy energy that we get when all three of us are together, especially doing stuff like this, kept me up all night, (laughs) you know. I, I was pretty buzzy as well, um, obviously, and uh, but I enjoy that. You know, for me, any ritual, I like to ride that little energy high after ritual. It's one of the reasons that I do what I do as a, a Wiccan high priestess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just loved that we didn't really have to do a whole lot of, um, you know, verbal discussing of what we were going to do. We just fell into it. We did it. And uh and Heidi led the seance, which was great because I've never done a seance before. I talked to the dead in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so much fun to to have that. And uh, we had some, some, some of the spirits there were really sweet, but some of them were also not particularly happy we were there, if you can remember yes. that. Yes. So. so, yeah, that's true. We did have, and to go back to your comments about the equipment, no, we didn't have any equipment that was validating you know the experiences with the spirits there but we definitely had presence uh the presence of spirits that were there and yes there were a couple that were either (laughs) not amused or did not uh care for us to be there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what was and what was surprising to me you guys is that so i expected the doctors to be there and i do think they were there Mm -hmm. but from the moment that we started, like we said, you know, when I was listening to my voice recorder and going over the video, um, it was like we put out a light, right? And all of a sudden, all these spirits started coming from other places right into where we were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were seeing them walking toward the house and from all these different directions. Mm-hmm. It was like the spirits in Anoka were kind of told, well, these people are doing this over here, so check out what they're doing. And I would say there were more spirits that came from the outside of the house than we yeah. experienced from the inside of the house. Although I yep. did talk to Dr. Flora, who was concerned about something medical with me, and she was mm-hmm. like, you okay? <laughs> yeah, and I remember you saying, I'll be okay. 
it's fine. <laughs> but she was like, she was, is interesting because once a doctor, always a doctor, you know, mm-hmm. She, mm-hmm. she specialized in women and girls. Yes. And so um, it was just natural for her to kind of want to make sure everybody was okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Heidi, what were your thoughts? And when we first started, when we first started, I guess, so we set it all up, started, we had a few interruptions. Um, it is a business. It was closed, but the owner, of course, was there. And so we weren't alone there by any stretch, way or form. Um, we had a few interruptions to begin with. But I, Heidi, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, it was it was a tough getting started because, you know, it's hard to do a seance in the middle of the day. And this wasn't exactly the middle of the day, no, but it was... It mm-hmm. was six o'clock and it's still light out and they're just closing. And so it was, there was still a little bit of activity and things. So it was a, a little hard getting settled in, but it was, you can definitely feel the energy there. And I mean, we've done an investigation there before uh, years ago and it was, it was definitely active. It is a very cool house with some interesting history. It's actually hooked to the Masonic Lodge that's next door. Um, so there is really some interesting energies there. And I do, uh, I did the, energies that I saw, the spirits that I saw were mostly coming in from outside. I could definitely tell that the doctors, both of them, their energies were nearby, but um, they definitely didn't want to interact with us at that point. But there were other spirits that it's like they wanted to come in and see what was going on. You know, what's all this about? And um, so that was cool. I mean, it's always interesting when you see spirits that come from somewhere else that aren't necessarily attached to a place. But they're coming because of what you're doing, which I think is it can be very common for a paranormal investigation to have other spirits who aren't connected to the initial investigation or why you're there. You know, we were there for the the doctors and and anybody else that was there. But we actually had more interaction with spirits who weren't from that specific location. So I thought that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, as fun as, uh, you know, someone who's kind of crabby and doesn't want us there can be really. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, none of them were seemed extremely angry. They, no. they were just some of them that were like, don't tell them our business. You yeah. know, right. kind of thing. these nosy women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And, I re- and, you know, I just remember they were kind of all coming in from the front of the house. You know, I mm-hmm. think they were coming in from different areas, but it seemed like the majority of them were coming from there. And there was the leader of the pack, right? That that man that we thought maybe was a farmer at one yes. time. And, and remember, he wasn't so sure about, that he liked this. And he came in and he was t- t- saying, I don't like this, pretty much. Oh, yeah, he, he felt it was an intrusion on, on their peace mm-hmm. and um, wondered what our motivation was. You know, he was very clearly from the 1800s and had a very uh, different set of sensibilities about him than, than we would have now. And I think that he just was like, you know, you have to have nefarious intentions if you're doing this. Yeah. And uh, just wanted to be left alone, you know. Um, but he, even he kind of, he didn't really warm up, but he stopped saying things that would indicate that, that, that he didn't want us there. Mm-hmm. So I think he just observed and he was like, okay, but I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and I felt like he was pointing the finger at us. Like I'm watching yeah. you with the eyes, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm watching you. <laughs> oh yeah. He definitely had us in his sights. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting, all the different people and the fact that we were getting, at least I was getting a lot of um, physical sensations. I was getting a lot of touches on my shoulders and things like that. I had a child who was touching my leg. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we got a few shared visions of people, which I thought was really nice, really validating. And we would see the same individual in each yeah. kind of in a piece about this is what this lady's wearing and, you know, this is this is her personality or, um, you know, stuff like that. It was just, it was fascinating. Um, we had so many and a lot of them were um, indicating that they were from Anoka proper and they actually hung out at different uh, buildings. You know, Anoka is the quote, Halloween capital of the world, right? And so Mm -hmm. it's known for being haunted and they give ghost tours that Historical Society does all year, I think. Yeah. And um, so there, I remember one gentleman was saying that he hung out at Billy's Bar, which is the old Jackson Hotel. And um, so there were spirits that just kind of haunt other places, but they wanted to just come in and see what was going on. And that was nifty. Absolutely. Yeah, so for those of you listening who aren't local and aren't from Minnesota, Anoka is considered to be the Halloween capital of the world. And it is, there's so many old, super old houses there that date back to way before when. Um, That doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean? They're really old. (laughs) And the Rum River, it's the Rum River, right, that goes through there. And that's like crazy active spiritually you know there's a lot of spirits hanging out there we've done a few investigations out that way and um yeah have heard and seen a lot of things so um anoka is really um a crazy place for sure and the Mm -hmm. big parade is on saturday hey you know if anybody's interested and you're in minnesota go to the big parade in downtown anoka so yeah, it's kind of a historic place. So this was a fitting place for us to do this, actually, you know, and um, very cool, Kristen, that you could get us in for sure. Well, thank you. I was surprised. I just thought if I went in in person, I'd probably get a yes, or at least mm-hmm. maybe because you're looking right at the person. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, I'll just use this tactic, you know. Yeah. But she's so kind, and she's accustomed to mm-hmm. being part of mm-hmm. that community and. You know, she understands that it's very good for her business. And she, I think, really just enjoys doing what she does. Mm-hmm. And um, they're accustomed to, you know, talking to the spirits in, in that building, which I think is lovely. Oh, yeah. Because she had some good stories for us, too. She sat down with us for a while afterwards and told us, yeah. you know, kind of what they were saying all the time, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, very cool. It is an interesting time. It is. And it was such a fun and, you know, we're almost to the break. So after the break, we'll talk more. I think we'll probably talk more about the different spirits that came to see us because it was wild. But, you know, one of the things I really remember the most was that feeling of crazy energy. Remember, I just felt like tingling all over and like just it was swirling, swirling, swirling a lot of the time. Yeah. I think we all had those physical sensations of energy. Very mm-hmm. validating. Mm-hmm. And I remember yeah. I remember saying that. I said, oh, my God, I just feel like, you know, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, as we were opening up, too, that is the spirit energy coming around and tapping mm-hmm. into us. So, 
you know, it's it's fair game if we're going to tap into their, you know, energies and their space that they tap into us too. the more open we get. So. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's what it was that I believe it was. It felt like it was is the spirits were tapping into us, too, because here we are saying, hey, let's communicate. And they say, OK, what are you guys about first before we just, you know, start telling you what this is all about? We want to know a little bit more about you. And so that's what it felt like they were doing is coming around and getting to know us a little bit, too, and kind mm-hmm. of testing us out. So, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, very, very fun. Like I say, my first seance, um, normally I have different ways of, of communicating, but it, it is really fun to be able to have that, that circle of energy. Of course, I use Wiccan vocabulary for everything, right? Because I'm a Wiccan high priestess, and this is the time of our Samhain, which is a very sacred time where we celebrate our, our dearly departed. Mm-hmm. And um, But, you know, being able to be, quote, in circle with the two of you for the first time was really just Mm -hmm. nifty. And I I look forward to possibly doing other things similar to that uh, in the future because it was so much fun. I I usually just am with other Wiccans. So it's really fun to be with people who aren't Wiccans. Yeah. But see, we all have that same ability, right? So it doesn't matter. You know, we just all fit right in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sherry's asking, are Ouija boards were there used there? No. I don't, even, I don't even think there was a Ouija board in the house, right? No, I, I don't think not, so. I won't use one. No, I won't either. Mm-mm. So that is a big a big no, nobody, nope, nope. And I won't let my craft students use them either. Um, they're, I mean, it, they can certainly be awarded appropriately. They can certainly be used by some people appropriately, but for me, um, they're klutzy and clumsy and hard to ward as compared to some other tools. So mm-hmm. I just prefer to use other tools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And most of the time, those Ouija boards get in, get, get in the hands of people that don't know what they're doing, right? And so then they open up things and they don't know how to close them down. And then, then they call us in, right? And they call people like us in and they're like, yeah. I just don't understand. I'm getting scratched in my living room and the soup cans fly out of the cupboards every night at 3, 17 a.m. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, were you possibly using a Ouija board? And they're like, how did you know? <laughs> educated guess. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no Ouija boards for us. I know somebody in the chat room earlier had asked, do you think there's a portal there? I I don't know. I didn't feel like there no. was a portal there, you guys. Did you? No. no, no, I didn't feel like that. As a matter of fact, the spirits that, that kind of oversee the place, the doctors, they have very clearly crossed over and come back. Mm-hmm. And um, there would not need to be a portal there, mm-hmm. therefore, mm-hmm. Um, right. you know, and, and I don't think they'd allow that e- either because they're very protective of the space. Yeah. Didn't you feel yes. like they were very protective? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And they were there. They were like that last time we were there uh, when we did our investigation. They were very protective of their space and very guarded about who they would communicate with. So um, it didn't surprise me that they didn't communicate with us for the seance but but they were definitely keeping an eye on it mm-hmm. yeah she asked me about about my medical condition yep. and like, I'm fine. Well, and she was yep. like okay yeah <laughs> i know i forgot about that till i was listening to the to the voice recorder and i'm like yeah that's right you did have that happen that was very cool yeah yeah 
Um, so I think when we say there were a lot of spirits there, I, they were coming in from other places. It was like we shined the light out and said, hey, come visit us, you know, and everybody heard and everybody wanted to know what was going on. They wanted to look at us as much as we wanted to communicate with them. Um, it, it was very interesting. It was, it was very cool, I got to say. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what was very neat is that they allowed us each to get a little piece of a vision of them and information about them so that we were able to piece together who they were, the three mm-hmm. of us, by mm-hmm. collaborating. Um, mm-hmm. There was a... Um, there were a few that stood out, but maybe mm-hmm. after the break, we can talk about the few that stood out because yeah, they're very for interesting. Sure. Yeah, they were. So it is half past the hour already. So we are going to go to our break. And this is the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. Those geek ladies, Sean and Victoria, from Exploring the Paranormal with Geeks Paranormal are at it again with another amazing season full of paranormal celebrity interviews with amazing guests and stories of haunted locations and so much more. You will hear it first on Para-X. Tune in Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Central. You will not be disappointed. with Cat Paranormal of Minnesota. And I'm Jerry Ayers with Supernatural Investigators of Minnesota. And together, we are The Calling. Every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on ParaXRadioNetwork.com. at home, at work, or anywhere. Thanks for making Para-X part of your day. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network, and it is our Halloween episode, our Trick or Treat Tuesday, and we are talking about our seance that we had, I don't know, about six weeks ago, and all the the different events that happened and the spirits that we talked to, and um, we did have quite a few show up, and it was quite an interesting evening, so I think we should uh, talk about the spirits that did show up, a couple of them that we haven't talked about yet whoever, Steph or Kristen, whoever wants to go. Kristen, Mm -hmm. you go for it. I've been battling too much already. (laughs) Well, so I'm now, um, since it's been a few weeks, it's hard for me to remember each and every one of them because there were so many. And that was the first thing that 
that we were remarking on is that we were just like, there's so many of them. And it was like, they were just breezing past us, you know, like in lines of people. Um, I remember several female spirits. There was one lady who um, really seemed to miss her life. And I want to say she was from like the 1940s or 30s. Mm -hmm. And she uh, came across as a socialite. Mm -hmm. And um, we were seeing her showing us her stuff and her lifestyle. She wanted to show off her beautiful clothing, um, the fact that she had many beautiful perfumes, and she loved getting dressed up and going out in the town. And um, so, yeah, we were getting to see like her jewelry and and Mm -hmm. all of the pretty things that she had. And you could see that she really missed being physical because she just really loved the social scene. And um, it was my impression, I don't know if the two of you remember or not, or or if I'm confused now, but it seemed to me like her husband was involved with the the Masonic Lodge next door. Yeah. Yep. And so she would go to events in Anoka. Of course, there were no uh, women in in Freemasonry, but she would get to go to certain events and she just adored uh, doing that. And... um, Boy, she loved, she was a fashionista. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I remember the perfume bottles. And I remember you saying how you liked the older, the older kind of perfumes, you know, like back in the day. And you guys were having a whole conversation about that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, she was just so excited to talk to somebody, you know. Yeah. Um, So I remember her for sure. And then also there was, um, for me, a man. This is very interesting. I'm actually going to use this as an example with some of my craft students who do some of this work. Um, You know, of course, we always do our preparation to keep ourselves safe individually before we go into a a space like this. Mm -hmm. And we also do some after work with the site and making sure that, um, you know, that that we state that nobody can follow us home, etc. Well, Mm -hmm. there was one man and he was the guy who told me that he um, hung out at Billy's Bar, mm-hmm. which is down the road. And um, he looked like he was in his like early 30s. He was very good looking. He was very well dressed, but he was a rogue. And I called him a rogue. Yeah. I was like, you're a rogue. And he was from, I want to say the 20s, which confused me. So because he told me that he used to like to hang out. Um, he still does this. He hangs out in the bar and jumps into drunk people mm-hmm. because he wants to experience that that feeling of being drunk. Apparently, he was quite the drinker in his day. And um, I said something like, well, I'm not going to discuss with you what my opinion is of you jumping into somebody's body without their permission. But I think you know what I think about that. And he let us know by saying that, that he didn't really ex- respect the living very much. Yeah. Um, he thought it was just fine to do that. And he thought of himself as a ladies' man. And I know, Heidi, you may want to talk about this a little bit more, but you brought some trigger objects. So we had little air, airline bottles of booze and cigarettes. Do you want to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about like what that setup was and what we were doing with that? Well, we I and I typically bring trigger objects to places because if you know, it's interesting when you're working with spirit because there's certain things that they just, 
some of them just don't want to let go of. And it's those vices, you know, the things that make us really human and really vulnerable are the things that we might be addicted to or crave. And so alcohol and cigarettes seems to be a common theme when we're doing paranormal investigations. So I brought a few of them with me as I typically do. I brought some little bottles of alcohol and a pack of cigarettes. And I ask the spirits if they're interested in, you know, connecting with the alcohol or the cigarettes and I put them next to paranormal equipment. So I'll put them next to mal meters or K2 meters or, you know, whatever we have out to see if it will be an enticement, you know, for the spirit. And if they want to connect with the, the alcohol, I'll open the bottle for them if they, if they can give me enough of a sign that they're interested which, of course, we didn't have happen because they weren't using the equipment. But I could definitely tell that they were um, really uh, looking at and thinking about the, the alcohol and cigarettes. And it probably brought up some of the, the stronger emotions and energies from when they were living. And maybe some of the things that they, you know, if they're not fully detached from the human experience, things that they would crave now, which also could be a reason that he would want to jump into someone's body is to experience those vices again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was confused because he was very clearly from the 1920s. And I was like, that was prohibition. Mm -hmm. So I went home and I actually was looking and I found that, of course, there were the bars were technically closed, but there were a lot of places that had back rooms mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So they were still serving alcohol if you knew where to look. And apparently he was in these back rooms. Um, and like I say, he was... He was slick. He was a slick character. And mm -hmm. he really thought he was a ladies' man. And, you know, there's three women there. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, we tried to entice him to try harder to light up some of the equipment. And I think at some point, point I said something like, well, you know, the stronger spirits can usually light these things up if they're interested. And I know that you said you like to jump into drunk guys so like mm -hmm. you know if you can light this up maybe you know we can like open a bottle for you or something like that mm -hmm. and um he said one of you said he's saying i'm trying and mm -hmm. so what happened for me and this is this is a, a cautionary tale okay because if you don't know what you're doing with these things you can get yourself into hot water like we harp on that all the time right so um, when we left, we stated that nobody was allowed to follow us home, mm -hmm. et cetera. So I go home, and I live very close. I, I'm less than 10 minutes away. So I go to my house, and I pull into my garage. And although my house is warded, I have um, spiritually connected mirror tiles on, on all of my doors and windows. And, you know, my house is warded. I'm a witch. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, but the thing is, the door that leads from the garage to the house has a mirror tile on the door itself instead of the door frame, which I have now corrected because when I opened the door, he, he followed me because remember, he doesn't respect the living. He will jump into somebody's body. So he didn't think he had to follow the rules. So he follows my car back, comes into the garage with me. And then when I open the door to the house, the door, the, the mirror tile is on the other side of the door. I had never even thought of that. So, of course, he's able to come in. So I turn on my TV because I'm trying to, I'm all hopped up on the energy, right? Yeah. I'm trying to relax. 
So I, I turn on my television and the thing is acting really wonky. Like it's turning off by itself. The volume is going up and down. It won't show me the stuff I want to see. It's just, it turn, you know, doing all this stuff. And then I realized, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I, I, I kind of used my psychic eyes and I was like, okay, I know you're here. And he was basically, he didn't want us to think that he wasn't strong enough mm-hmm. to, to mess with electronic equipment. So it was his way of saying, see, I can still do this to your TV. He cared so much that women might think he was weak because that was his personality. And so then I said to him, I said, okay, you've shown me. Now it's time for you to go. So you have to leave. And then he left. He was, you know, didn't put up a fight about that. And I was very grateful because I did not feel like having to, you know, go get my athame and all my tools and, you know, eat their Tim forcibly. So just remember those who are not listening or you may be, you know, somewhat conversant in some of these things. Um, if you want to do uh, work with spirits, it's very important that, that you work with people who are more experienced than you if possible. And then also that you learn how to banish something. You learn how to close down things that might be left gaping open, which happens in hauntings, as we know, the portal thing, right? That's Mm -hmm. real. And also some spirits won't listen to you, even when you tell them you're not allowed to do this. This guy was like, well, the rules don't matter to me. Right. And had he put up a fight, I would have been up at night trying to get this guy out of my house. Yeah. So, you know, just, just be careful because mm-hmm. that's a real thing. And I was so glad that he was just like, I just wanted to show you. That's all. That I was strong and I could do it. Yeah. I'm strong. <laughs> yeah. So you always know. So yeah, that really <laughs> stuck in his craw because I remember when you said all that, but I didn't, you know, no, I, I don't believe that was provoking at all. You were just saying, you know, you should be able to, you know, turn on these lights. It was slightly provoking, but it wasn't hostily provoking. I don't like no. the hostily provoking. It wasn't you. like you have to turn these you on. You can't more do like, this. Well, You're weak. You know, it wasn't that. But I was just trying to make him interested in, you know, seeing if we could get him to do it. And I think he was genuinely frustrated. Yeah. I but he couldn't. So... Yeah, he was a hot shot, and he had that—he had the pomade in his hair. Remember, it was kind of slick back. He had the dark, dark brown, yes. almost black hair. He really good-looking guy, and he knew it, you know. And apparently, he was used to women just falling all over him, you know, because he was so good-looking. But he was like a con man. He was like the type of guy who would pull like um, scams on people, yeah, and just kind That's of a probably- low-level criminal type guy he was probably well, involved in the bootlegging oh, back then for sure absolutely yeah and again all of that fits with someone who's just not respectful towards others yeah so everything that he was kind of involved in was just shady or you know trying to one-up someone or get something over on someone or you know get something out of them and you know that was that seemed to be his personality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah we had yeah. so many, though. Who, did, who else visited us? Help me out. Well, do you remember that one gal, you guys, that was, um, she was very straight-laced, like very mm. church. The um, one who didn't like that I was wearing a dress yes. that showed yep. my chest yes. and my arms. 
Yes. It was a long dress, yes. longish, you know, like it was definitely like a maxi dress, mm-hmm. but it was had a like a tank top sports cut to it, and it was figure flattering. Mm-hmm. And she thought I looked like a floozy, and she, you know, felt no compunction about telling me that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and she didn't like that we were there, right? No. She thought it was just well, um, but it was to her, it was satanic. Yes, yes, exactly. I remember well, that. I was sure. a satanic floozy. Yes. <laughs> her defense, there are people today who also think I'm a satanic floozy. So, you know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. There was her. Yep. And then um, the other one that stood out for me, remember, there was that young boy that came and told us that because we asked if there was anyone there from the 18, like 1918 from the Spanish influenza time. Yes. Remember? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Was it Stephanie who, who saw him first, I think? Yeah. And then didn't he say that he died when he was young, like 17, but it wasn't from that, right? We kind of gathered it that it was from a farming farm accident. accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he had known several people who had died from the influenza pandemic mm-hmm. that was going on back then. I can't remember what else he said, but those were the main players. I think we've, we've detailed the ones that were the main ones. And then that, you know, like I said, the original guy that came in, you know, kind of had his hands in his pocket. He was kind of the, the farmer guy and he just mm-hmm. kept his eye on things. Remember Heidi, what, what are you, what are you thinking? Is there anyone else we're missing? I don't think so. I mean, I do that that kid that came in towards the end with the, that had died from the farming accident. That was sad. You know, all the the trauma that he had seen from, you know, in such a short amount of time, you know, with with the pa- pandemic that he lived through, made it through and then died shortly after. Um, yeah. You know, it's just it's sad and tragic. And he he seemed a little, um, you know, longing for, you know, wanting to have a a better shot at it, you know, uh, for that lifetime. But um, we understood, you know, he understood, but you could tell that he had some kind of, you know, just, he was kind of sad about it, um, mm-hmm. that he didn't get a long time at that. And it felt like he had plans or he was really, he wanted to do something with his life and he was, and it was just cut short, which is, was too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my impression is that a lot of the people who are on the other side of the veil are very aware that we're going through a pandemic right now because so many people are passing through so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think that he was, I just got the feeling that he was aware that he he was like, yeah, this is like it was before. And so many people are coming through. And uh, the thing is, this year, the um, the veil it's acting differently because it's been basically rent open for like two years. And although it still becomes a wider aperture of the veil at this time of year, um, definitely spirit activity still ramps up, but there's so much going on with so many people passing away that I've actually, you know, been doing a lot of astral work when I sleep. Um, helping, you know, guide people to where they need to be. And I wake up and I'm tired mm-hmm. because um, a lot of us are who, who have this ability are doing that work because there are so many souls. 
and not all of them even realize that they have passed away. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Sad. It really is, you know. Um, but I think of my impressions of that, of the seance, is that, like I said, there were so many, so many of them there, so many watching. And, and there were those, those main four or five that really spoke to us. And the, the kid, the young kid, was kind of hanging back for most of the time. He came back, at the, he came forward at the very end. It was kind of like he was waiting to add, you know, to tell us his story, which was interesting, I thought. You know, yeah, I you know I was as sad as as you were about him. Um, I didn't want to. You have to be careful how you speak to spirits because you need to re- respect their sensibilities. And I don't want to. I assume that most of the people from this, the, you know, the people who we were talking to um, from the past time period were Christian. And I don't want to say anything that is going to be upsetting to mm-hmm. them, but I, I, I kind of longed to tell him, you know, you can come back. Like you, you, you can, if you want mm-hmm. to, you can try it again. Maybe wait till the pandemic's over. Right. Right. So, Just to be safe. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I just, yeah, he felt very shortchanged and he was such a shy kid. Mm-hmm. He was just very quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was definitely fun to go. Uh, I I like going there anyway, just even to shop. But it's an interesting building, and it definitely has interesting energies there. And it, you know, what I find is in, is really cool about the place from investigating before to doing the séance to just going there to you know shop and everything. The energy does change quite a bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. each time I've been there, you know, and it, there are some of the, the same players like the doctors, but um, it does have quite a few uh, energies that shift, I think. Well, I think that can come from the different um, items that are brought in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, certainly not every antique has a spirit attached to it, but I've seen some that are very, very concerned about their stuff. And uh, it wasn't in this antique shop, Anoka is filled with antique shops. If you haven't been and you can ever get to Anoka, Minnesota, you need to take a day and just look through all of the antique shops and stuff because there's so much cool stuff. And um, I tell the story of uh, a guy who was attached to his tools who jumped because he wasn't accustomed to anybody knowing he was there. But his entire toolbox, there was a wooden handmade wooden toolbox. It was in the basement of one of these places, and all his tools were in it. It was being sold as a bundle and he was he just loved to visit his tools because they were his life you know but there was the other lady who was attached to her lemon yellow 1960s uh dining set and uh, i wanted to buy it and i thought you're going to be too much of a pain i'm going to have to you know painfully separate you from your your beloved dining room set which no you know you don't want to do that but it was very clear when, when I saw this beautiful dining set and there was this woman there, she was so proper, so proper. And, you know, the, the, the perfect 1960s housewife, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she wanted to make sure that people treated her china in a what she called a proper way, mm-hmm. which meant that if you didn't handle her china the way she wanted her china handled, she was going to make a nuisance of herself. Oh, yeah. So, um, and I wasn't trying to do that. It was a very 
pretty set. I understand why she loved it. <laughs> yeah. But I, it was just better to leave her alone. <laughs> I, I agree. I think that was a good call because maybe where that China set ended up, they didn't mind her being there, you know, or didn't even know that she was there. You know? Maybe they didn't know, or maybe they just thought it was weird that stuff got moved in the kitchen and just, right? was, you know. Oh, I forgot I did that. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so I think a lot of times, you know, when something's brought in or moved out, it will change the energy. But what's really cool is those doctors that are there, they really like control and supervise what happens in their space. Yep. And I think that's one of the reasons why the energy is so good there. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree for sure. Well, it was it was definitely a cool cool thing to do and we'll have to do another seance again at some point I'm not sure where we'll have to figure out a different location but wow I thought it was very successful now we didn't get any hard evidence but that's not unusual I don't think um you know it wasn't like a paranormal investigation for example you know we we were there we asked them to come to us and talk to us but that doesn't mean that they're going to actually interact with our equipment which they didn't do I mean I didn't get any EVPs, Heidi, I don't think you did either. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, there was nothing on video. So, um, yeah, it was clearly all mind speak for us, right? They talked to us and showed us things. I wonder if it is a detriment to getting hard evidence if the spirits feel heard without having to interact with the electronic Maybe. equipment. Because I think they felt very heard. They, they were talking mm-hmm. to us. It was back and forth. Why use the electronic equipment yeah. if they don't need to? Exactly. You know, so maybe that's kind of works against getting that hard. Yep. yep. But it was a seance. You know, it wasn't an investigation. So we right. don't really need the hard evidence like you do in a paranormal investigation. So, but yeah, no, I, and I think this was, this was, this was fun for us to do. And I, and I hope all you listeners have, have found this interesting and fun um, because we sure did. <laughs> it was very, it was very interesting and fun for us, you know, so I'm glad Absolutely. we were able to talk about this on this Halloween show. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just, just. Be safe out there, y'all, because I, I know Halloween is so much fun for everybody, and I love it as a secular holiday. I celebrate Samhain around Halloween as a religious holiday, but Halloween is just fun. Yes, it is. You know, and it's just, I want everybody to have fun, but but remember, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Stay safe, and yes. um, but, but have that fun. Mm-hmm. But tell you what. Maybe not with the Ouija board. No, no Ouija board. <laughs> like, I will come and clear your house. Yeah. But, you know, I'd rather you just don't have to deal with that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And originally we talked about doing this show from that house. And then we just felt like, you know, COVID is surging in Minnesota right now. So we just didn't feel like we would be safe and it wouldn't be to our greater good to do it from there because it was just so many germs around right now. So I think it's probably, we are much safer and better off doing it this way. Um, Yeah, definitely. But yeah. Oh, fun for sure. Um, So a plug for the calling radio show tomorrow at eight o'clock and they are doing a Halloween show too. So wow. It's a week of Halloween shows on the para X radio network this week. So this was so fun. I think ladies, Heidi, 
Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to do another seance again sometime uh, at a different location. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if things, if we can either spread out or things have changed, we could do the show there afterwards and talk yeah. about it like we originally intended for this one. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to look around and see what we can find. And maybe there's a, a place that we've investigated that we could do something like this at. You know, I think it would be great, you know. Um, it'd be great to do one at Stanley's. But, of course, you know, it'd have to be at 2 a.m., which I, I had a hard time. Can I tell you? <laughs> I would rather <laughs> it not. It's hard for me to stay up that late. <laughs> Holy crap, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Anyway, so, well, ladies, I think this was great. We will put another one on the calendar at some point. We'll have to figure out a location, um, and then we'll come back and do another show. And, you know, maybe we can get some more video, and maybe we can have some more people with us, you know, and see what their experiences are, too, because the three of us seen them, saw them, interacted with them. But, you know, we're all intuitives, too. So it'd be interesting to get the reactions of people who maybe aren't so intuitive, you know. Well, so, and I'm I'm hosting a seance on Friday at my studio. It's full. Uh, it's already sold out. But hopefully I'll have some cool things to talk about next week for our show. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We're doing it in the middle of all the Halloween open house haunted items. Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, next week is our paranormal smorgasbord. So everyone get your subjects ready. Yes. Absolutely. Two days after Halloween. Pop it on the chat for that one. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And um, everyone, listen, it's almost time for us to go. So I just want to say have a very safe and happy Halloween. And if you go out looking for spirits, like Kristen said, beware and be safe and practice all the good things that we talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks to the troops. If you're listening, wherever you are, thank you for your service. And everybody in the chat room, thank you so much for your comments. And it was great to see you all there. And everybody listening, wherever you are, thank you for tuning in. Para-X Radio Network, thank you so much for hosting us. And Sarge, our most amazing producer. We are so glad you're here with us or we wouldn't be doing this. So thank you. Have a good night, everybody. Night. See you next week.